The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Welcome back to the Brandon Peters Show for another, another, another Friday music video edition here as the companion to the summer of 93 at 30 series. It's the summer of 93 at 30. Coming back here again for two weeks in a row from sciencefiction.com. It's the one, the only, the, 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 the Tony Shaw. Thank goodness, I can't believe two weeks in a row we're, uh, we are setting some trends here. I dig it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So uh, this week, Tony, on the Monday, we talked Wilder Napalm, another stakeout, Coneheads and Poetic Justice. You got any thoughts on those? <laughs> Oh boy! Um, I mean, um, another stakeout obviously is one of those one of those movies that I feel like everybody has maybe seen at some point. You're not sure where or why you saw it, but I feel like everybody can remember at least a few bits here and there. The big takeaway here, of course, maybe it's just me as a sci-fi guy, but Coneheads obviously is my jam. It's a it's a fun little movie for what it was. It was in that era, of course, when we're plucking things out of Saturday Night Live, you know, those five minute stre- five minute skits and saying, you mm-hmm. we can probably just do a 90 minute movie. What the hell? Let's give it a go. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, 87 minutes on this one. Excuse me. I've, I've over exaggerated. <laughs> <laughs> we round up here. There you go. But yeah, I mean that's a you know it's a it's a it's a it's a fun one. It uh, you know it's a, it's one of those sci-fi comedies. Dan Aykroyd, uh, generally speaking, um, had had more hits than misses. He could do no wrong. Jane Curtin, super funny, um, and of course the slew of your typical Saturday Night Live guest stars that that wander over to the big screen. So it's just a you know generally enjoyable, if not uh, largely unforgettable, film. Gotcha. Um... So that one segues perfectly over here. So normally, this is a first on the Summer of series. We would normally take one uh, a song that will wound up in the KCK some top 40, but the top 10 of the top 40 is what we do. And then we talk about that. But this one, this is not from that. This is significant because it's a song that is from a soundtrack to one of the movies that we discussed this summer, which, yes, there are others. And yes, we did. The sliver one, but this is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I haven't discussed a Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, video at all in the history of the Brandon Peters show. So, also, this video is a lot better than a lot of these 1993 summer music videos. So, I was like, all right, I'm breaking the rule here. Uh, so, we are going with Soul to Squeeze by the Red Hot Chili Peppers for the Conehead soundtrack. Now, this one was recorded during Blood Sugar Sex Magic, uh, one of my my personal absolute favorite albums of all time. Like I had this thing ran nonstop for me um, when I was in my youth. Uh, still to this day, I'll pop it on. Uh, Soul the Squeeze, it was used as a B-side to give it away and under the bridge and then went to the Conehead soundtrack. Uh, this song peaked at number one on the Billboard Modern Rock tracks 
uh, number 22 on the Hot 100, and number seven on the album uh, on the album rock tracks. This is Red Hot Chili Peppers' first single to chart in Sweden, mm-hmm. and it was overall certified gold. The Conehead soundtrack also included a cover of Magic Carpet Ride by Michael Monroe and Slash, uh, so, uh, Soft Cell's Tainted Love, a cover of No More Tears, Enough is Enough by Andy Bell and Katie Lang, uh, Kodachrome by Paul Simon, a cover of Can't Take My Eyes Off You by Morton Hackett, It's a Free World Baby by R.E.M., and then another cover of Fight the Power by Bare Naked Ladies, Little Renee by Diggable Planets, uh, Chow Chow uh, by Babel, and Dan Aykroyd singing the Conehead Love. So this song, yeah, uh, this one drove me nuts, Tony. When I was, because I'd see the video and I'm like, what? Where's this song? Like, what is this? Like, it's not on my album. It sounds like it's on my album, but it's not on my <laughs> album. Where do I go? I don't want to buy the Conehead soundtrack. What's up with that? So, thoughts on Soul to Squeeze? Yeah, you know, like you said, this is back in the back in the day where you've got your album and that's how mm-hmm. you're listening to your music. This is way, way pre-streaming where you know have an algorithm suggesting what's next for you based on what you're listening to. So, right. yeah. Like you said, if to, I mean, if you can't find it, you can't find it. You get frustrated. You have to go buy a whole nother album that you may only want to hear the one track from. So, um, so yeah, it's a, it, it's it's interesting that a B side kind of gained this level mm-hmm. of popularity. It's a it's a it's a very cool testament to the song. It's a great song. The more you listen to the lyrics, the more I think people really kind of identified with 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 what they were saying. It's yeah. very soulful it has a lot of meaning to it it's pretty much the exact opposite of the song we talked about last week that had a great hook but very little substance to it yeah this one this one has has a lot of uh, i think it hit a lot of people right in the feels the more they listened to it yeah and i didn't know the song i thought this was called one of my friends when i was younger called it my good time it's called soul squeeze not that but um yeah it's it perfect like if you could say what, what red hot chili peppers album did this one get cut from like it's like yeah it, it's Bloody Sugar Sex Magic. Like, it fits that album like a glove. And it's like, why did this get hacked off? But right. um, it does sound like one of their later ones. Um, I can't remember what the... The one that goes, dong, dang, dong, dang, dong, dang, dong, dong. It kind of has that moment in there. But, yeah, so this one confused me. It's really good. It's actually, funny enough, Frushante, John Frushante... He's gone by this point. So he's not in this music video that they do for this one. He has already left the band, which he was very crucial to what I loved about the Chili Peppers sound at this point. But, he, you know, he's not their he's not their first guitarist. He wouldn't be their last. But um, there's something some element of his voice being part of the band that really makes it what I like, because um, he does return for the band um, with Californication later on. Um, but yeah, this is, you know, his sounds here, but he's not, um, uh, the, the video, uh, itself is directed by Kevin Kerslake, which, um, we, I've talked about him on the show before. He's done a ton of like alternative guy here. Well, the, the video uh, I talked about in the past was Vaseline by Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, but just a reminder, he, the guy does filter green day, Bush three eleven. um, a, a bunch of Nirvana, Nevermind videos, Sonic Youth, Soul Asylum, Primus, Soundgarden. Like there you go. Like Smash Pumpkins. This is, I'm just name dropping everything now. So he's got. The, so you're saying he's got the street cred, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, he, he's the guy. He's the guy that you go to. Uh, and it's a uh, black and white video. 
set in a like traveling circus and there's various freaks uh, and there's a lot of there's a Coneheads one of the, the circus things and it has a Chris Farley who's in the Coneheads movie shows up here in the video um, and yeah Tony what you think of it? what's your thoughts on the video yeah the video is very um, obviously it's it, it's an interesting blend because it's it's on brand for the promotion and things that they wanted to do for a Coneheads movie. Like you said, there's mm-hmm. a Conehead. It's got that. It's a, it's an extremely loose tie to the movie, but obviously with that whole, you know, freak show, you know, kind of oddity kind of vibe, it, it, it fits, it slides in very, you know, adjacent yeah. to the Coneheads movie. But then it also, I mean, it really, you know, sometimes when you get a, a song that's on a movie soundtrack, it feels like, Oh, this one was like shoehorn. Like they went to the band and was like, right. Make a song for the movie. Like, like dance monkeys, you know? And like this one, does not. <laughs> like this is very still red hot chili peppers. Like you mm-hmm. get a very like authentic vibe of the band and what they're doing here. You know, like I, I, I think about this when they're still, you know, if this is a B side when they were in their, essentially their, their writing prime. And then I think of like, Oh, then I go to another red hot chili pepper song in my mind. And, and I think about like, the goofiness of like a hump de bump, which I know is 13 years later, but it's like right. the difference between like the writing is night and day. And this is like a, a, a song that didn't even make the cut on yeah. a regular, you know, on, on a regular album. And it's still very killer. And they were very smart to do this type of video that tells a story with it. Because like I said, it's got some pretty emphatic lyrics that I think spoke to a lot of people. So have, it was smart to create a, a, a parallel kind of story in the music video here yeah there's no like added like you make it sound there's no like nothing about like oh when i reach on my tip long head or something just to make it like tie there's no forced like odd lyric there you're like oh yeah that's because it was from that movie um but yeah like and i think it's got like a probably the best video of any of the blood sugar sex magic stuff because I know that you know they made ones for breaking the girl under the bridge and give it away and suck my kiss, but yeah. this one's actually got, it's got like production value to it. Um, those are like wild, like your typical early days MTV type videos, but this one's got like sets, costumes, uh, like an idea behind like it. Yeah, yeah. It feels like they definitely. It feels like the band definitely had a story mm-hmm. that they wanted tell and i i almost wonder i can't validate this of course but i almost wonder if they felt like if the song was like given new life like maybe it's a song they really enjoyed but for whatever reason maybe the record label said you know it's not going to go on the album or whatever but now that it's kind of almost come back to them they they wanted to take the opportunity to do it up big for for this song maybe that's 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 the vibe that i get i can't say if that's accurate but that's that's what i'm feeling (laughs) yeah and with all their videos i always like i'll remember this one because it's always got the uh it's got a lot to do with like the the light corded lights being held, and then it's got the camera where it's like still on either Flea or or uh, Kitas, but it's moving like uh, that kind of like Spike Lee type uh, thing he does is it's yes. present here. Um, very very cinematic with the moving cameras, and then of course there's the there's the static shot when you've got some lyrics being sung with the snakes and like live snakes on the head yeah, and things like the that. Medusa, very, yeah, the very Medusa yeah. thing. Yeah, which yeah. Th- I feel like that's a that's a kind of a, a trope of like '90s music videos because there's always like we'll 
we'll cut to the one of you where you look you're doing something really silly and singing you know it's like right. out of place but like look look at me singing right now but sure but, but yeah here it is it's that iconic moment you're going for so yes yeah there, yeah there's a lot i mean there's a lot of good production value here a lot a story like well not like a there's like a story but it's kind of like a this is what it's like for these people type thing kind of movie right um and yeah it's i mean they're it's a good song um and this is the, the it's probably the last touch of them before we get one hot minute right they didn't have anything after this i don't believe yeah i think so so yeah i definitely got the vibe the as i did my initial rewatches and things like the, the first thing that really resonated with me was that they were trying to show like obviously you know spend time with the freaks and you know the oddities but also you see them doing very mundane things like the freak that can put his legs behind his head. He's just sitting there doing a crossword. Like, you right. know, just trying to show that even though they are odd people, they're still just kind of people and they go through the motions like we do. And they've, you know, their, their souls hurt like ours do and things like that. So yeah. it's a very interesting, I think the more that you listen and the more you replay, the more you kind of, I think things resonated with people a lot. I've, you know, I heard that a lot where this was a song that spoke to a lot of people about right. how, you know, they were feeling. So, yeah, true. And this is, I mean, this is them like, this is their taking off here. I mean, they had like what, four albums before blood sugar, sex magic. And the, you know, they had one, they, they were on the, they were on this progress thing where like they had mother's milk, which had higher ground, which got them some, and then they followed up with this and then, They'll hit one hot minute and this, everything would be like really expensive looking and polished with that right. in the video realm compared to like, this is, this is kind of still low key, um, but that's a more natural element to it. But um, yeah, this is a, yeah, this is, and when I think of Red Hot Chili Peppers iconography, this video is in there and there's a lot of, I don't, I mean, I guess you could you know, think they give it away video, but still frame images in my mind, the top hat with Kitas and, and the lights and things, you know, work for me with this video from Coneheads of all things. This <laughs> of all places. <laughs> of, of all places. They get this nice little mellow, melancholy, like this, this little deep, deep uh, introspective song, but got to sell records. And uh, the nineties was a transition period of the, the soundtrack song, meaning something to the movie. And, slowly just becoming what hit singles can we get on this thing you guys right. yeah but yeah. we're yeah this one still i think fits with this fits with a lot of cone heads and stuff but yeah yeah so no i i, I do i dig this one um and uh, yeah it's a it's a fun one i was glad to pull it aside uh for these uh video conversations so uh tony that that'll wrap you up here for summer of 93 at 30 i appreciate you stopping back in checking in for the summer uh till you pop in again uh here on the brand peter show where can people follow along yeah so it's easiest to find me uh online you can swing by my own website at tonyshop.com to keep up with all the things or you can come read any of my pop culture goings on as the senior editor of sciencefiction.com we talk about movie reviews and uh, you know pop culture news and all that stuff way beyond just general life stuff we talk about it all so swing on by and let's let's chat about some nerdy stuff <laughs> all right chat it up uh 90s style all right so i'm on twitter and instagram at brandon 4k uhd written work on yso come back monday as scott aaron and i discuss tom and jerry the movie 
So I Married an Axe Murderer, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and Rising Sun as the summer of 93 at 30 Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Osman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.